This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Hello and welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. My name's Anna Hawkin and I'm part of the team here at Parenting for Faith and I'll be your host today. This is episode two of season two, Bumps and Babies. So this is for anyone who's pregnant or your partner's pregnant, maybe you're waiting to foster or adopt little ones, uh, or you've already got a baby in your family. We love coming alongside you guys and we've got loads of stuff on our website specifically for you and for this stage. So just go on to parentingforfaith.org and click the button that says babies and toddlers. Uh, You'll find lots of videos there and some information about a really slimline book that Rachel Turner wrote last year on nurturing children's spirituality in under threes Um, and some videos that you can use alongside that or instead of it. Uh, They're just five minutes. You can watch them on your own with a partner, with a friend, with a few other people from church if you've got that, uh, that network and that support, which is amazing. It's got a little takeaway sheet with those kind of things. If you are not uh, pregnant or your partner's pregnant or expecting a baby anytime soon, would you just take a minute and send this episode to a friend? We'd really appreciate that. And then do scroll on. We've got hundreds of episodes. uh, So find one you haven't listened to and listen to that instead. Um, I'll just share a little bit about what we're going to chat about today. So firstly, we're going to be hearing from Helena Whitnell. Now, Helena is a doula. She's based in Bristol and she's currently doing ordination training. She's going to be sharing a little bit about guided prayer in pregnancy. Then you'll hear from me again, um, and I'm going to be thinking about how we can chat to God about your bump or your baby and ask him questions and really listen to what he's saying for them as you pray for them. Then we'll hear from Sarah Hogburn. Um, Sarah Hogburn is part of our freelance speaking team. She's got three children and she's the children's work team leader at Gateway York. And she's going to be sharing how to use the key tools with your baby. Uh, If you don't know what the key tools are, don't worry. You can, she'll explain a little bit or you can just click on our website. Uh, There's loads more information there. And then finally, we'll hear from Annie Woolmelt, who's the author of Cold Cups of Tea and Hiding in the Loo. Don't you just love that title? So true. Uh, She's based in Reading and she's also got a blog called Honest Conversation. And she's going to be sharing about how to manage when you've got a new baby and a toddler, if the toddler's not very keen on the baby. So uh, that might be something you're experiencing or a friend is experiencing. So I started off by talking to Helena and I wanted to know from her, um, she feels really, really strongly that people should have a positive experience of birth, uh, that it should be a time that they can can connect with God. Um, And I asked her why that was, what prompted that? Yeah, so um, when I had my own children, um, I was blessed with really positive experiences um, and I really enjoyed bringing God into the journey of that. Um, I loved to just speak his truth over the pregnancy, over the birth that was coming up, um, declaring his goodness um, and just knowing that God was with me the whole time and that I could really trust him. Um, And I think it was just, it was really something that I, I, I noticed and I discovered that there was a lot of fear um, and a lot of actual actually trauma that people seem to experience going through pregnancy and birth um, and I just felt like it was quite common um, 
And so after I had mine, I just became quite passionate about wanting other people to experience um, having well, positive experiences, but also just involving God in their journeys. Um, and just really as Christians as well, that we we have the opportunity to to choose and believe in the power of the almighty God. Um, and that doesn't mean to say that things always go to plan um, in birth. It doesn't always go to plan, but um, I just really believe that will be choose to do it with God. We can still have a positive experience and just just knowing that he's with us through every circumstance can just make a massive difference mm. yeah I think I think that's really true and that certainly um was my experience I remember first being pregnant and everyone wants to tell you horror stories for some yeah. unknown reason it's like a badge mm. of honor let me tell you how horrendous my labor and birth was um and actually there's not a lot of people saying this can be really brilliant and really positive and it's an amazing time to have exactly. God with you and be aware of his presence and his provision and you know you're going to face something you haven't faced before if it's your first time and just to know that God is there with you is, yeah, um, definitely. is amazing yeah can you give us um a few more examples or um ideas of kind of what that might look like so if someone's pregnant now or has a friend who's pregnant or how can they bring god into that a little bit more yeah so i think it's just um finding ways to connect with god um and to just spending time in prayer asking him how um, he's feeling about you and your the journey that you're on, how he's feeling about the baby that he has designed and is currently creating inside of you, um, the plans that he has for your child. But, um, but yeah, I think it's important as well just to, to be focusing on you and your connection with him, not, not just about the baby and the, and the plans that God has for your child, but, but actually the journey he's on with you um, in becoming a mother and becoming a mother to this child, um, and also, you know, if we, we all, when we're pregnant, we very often will have anxieties and things that we're worried about or things that, oh, I don't know if this, what this is going to be like, or is this going to go wrong or, um, and just being able to, to pray through those things and, and find scriptures. There's so many Psalms that um, are just so helpful with, with thinking about trusting God and, and giving him our our worries and our anxieties and casting our burdens on him um, and just constantly doing that and making that um, making that a habit really a thing that that we can do um, also just being really specific about our prayers as well I remember in my pregnancies I, I just thought about you know my my ideal birth and my birth plan and I wanted to do it with God and say that God i I would really love my labour to start at nine in the morning after a really good night's sleep. And some people might think it's silly just to pray something so specific like that and so maybe unrealistic. Um, but I can actually testify to say that my first labour started at 9am after an amazing night's sleep. Um, but, and I'd literally, I'd written that down and I'd prayed that, I'd asked for that. Um, that was one of one of the prayers that God actually um, answered in the way that I'd asked, and um, uh, there were other things that didn't quite work like that. But that was that was one that was one that actually did happen. So I wanted to chat a bit today about catching from God for your children. 
Now, if you've been around Parenting for Faith for any period of time, you're probably thinking, whoa, 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 it's a trick. I know, you're not supposed to be the high priest and get in the way between them and God. Uh, So catching for them doesn't sound like a very good idea. And yeah, as they get older, absolutely, you want them to be uh, teaching them to chat and God with chat and catch with God for themselves. Um, But there's a stage, particularly when you're pregnant or waiting to adopt or you've got a new baby, uh, where you're able to catch for them and uh, part of your investing in their spiritual life is to pray for them. And that's probably an idea you're more used to is to um, chat to God about the things that you want for their life and to, to pray all kinds of specific things in. But catching from God and hearing what he's saying about them can be part of that too. And this is something that you can continue right throughout their life um, when you've got some time and you're praying for them. But it can be hard to know quite what that looks like. Uh, so I just wanted to talk you through sort of four steps, if you haven't done that before, how you might do it. And this is on our website as well. So if you want to come back and have a look, you can. So um, just find somewhere where you've got a little bit of space. If you're in the night feed stage, uh, that could be a time to do it if you're still awake. Um, But it doesn't really matter. Get comfy. And to start off with, just ask God a question. So this can be broad. It can be really specific. You can ask it out loud in your head or write it down. I've always been a write it down person. And I type because my handwriting is really slow and messy and I can't read it. But do whatever works for you. That might be on your phone, um, on a computer, whatever. So you could ask a question like, um, is there anything you want to tell me about my child today, God? Um, What words describe them? Which Bible character will they be like? What's their part in your plan? What about them makes you smile? Which gifts have you given them? So for me, I find it helpful to make it a bit more specific. Um, That's just how I learned to catch from God. But if it helps you to go broader, go for that. And then wait for a response. So the second stage is to stop and wait. It's easy to talk, it's harder to listen. And just as you get ready to catch a ball that's being thrown at you, be prepared to receive whatever God has for you. So in session five of the Parenting for Faith course, it explains all the different ways that we learn from the Bible that God might speak to us. So be aware of any feelings in your body and any pictures or words that pop into your head. And don't dismiss something if it doesn't make sense at first. Ask God why and see if he explains a little bit more. The number of times God has given me something and I think, what on earth is that about? I must have just made it up. And when I pressed in a little bit further and asked him what's going on, he's revealed something really amazing that I would have just missed out on if I hadn't done that. And keep in mind that God never contradicts himself. So if you see or hear or sense something that doesn't line up with what you know about him from the Bible, go back, stop, ask him again, because you might not have got it quite right this time. Um, And again, there's kind of tips and some help on our website about discerning what's from God and what isn't, if you'd like some more help on that. Don't be discouraged if you don't feel like you catch anything. It's a process to get used to and it can be really tricky, especially if it's a new skill for you. Take some time, uh, practice, maybe do it with a friend who is a bit more confident and has done it before. So that's the first thing is to ask a question. And the second thing is to wait for a response. And then thirdly, and this is a stage that's easy to miss, but I'd really encourage you to record it somewhere. Because sometimes catching's just for the moment, but sometimes it's a great encouragement for the future as well, especially if we're talking about a child that hasn't been born yet or hasn't joined your family yet. And it doesn't matter if you're not certain if it was catching from God or just your own thoughts. Sometimes by writing it down and keeping it safe, actually when you go back to it weeks or months later, it might make a bit more sense. 
So you could do this in something that's searchable, an app like Evernote or in a journal, in a baby book, something like that. Um, I am lazy. And for my first child, I had a notebook that I did about two pages in and then never wrote in again because I'm not very good at that kind of thing. So what I ended up doing instead is um, setting up an email address for each of them uh, with, a, with a password that obviously they don't have access to at the moment. Um, but it's just a place that I can send if I have an idea or a thought or a word from God. And I also send pictures and other stuff as well. I just email it to that address. And then I know I've got a searchable place where I've got all those things um, and that they can come and look back at them when they're older. Uh, and what I like about that is I can just do it from my phone or computer or whatever. And it's got the date on it as well. So I don't have to be too meticulous in my record keeping. And then the fourth thing, so after you've done that, asking a question, waiting for a response and recording um, whatever you see or feel or hear or sense, um, I'd really encourage you to get other people involved, safe people who you trust and who you know have a connection with God and a relationship with him. Mm. So that might be um, if you're from a tradition that has godparents, uh, it could be them, other friends from church, family members, and you could ask them to catch for your child as well. Um, one of the things I've done for my children is I've got a WhatsApp group that has their godparents in. And every now and again, uh, not very often, I have to say, I, I should do it more, but I will send a prayer request on there or ask them to catch from God about something specific for my child. And it's just a really easy way to keep them in touch of what's going on. And make a note of anything they say or share, just as you have with your catching. Because you'll be amazed how often different people's catching links together or confirms each other. Um, and at my previous church, as part of a baptism or dedication service, uh, they would ask the entire congregation of all ages to catch from God for the child and write it down or draw a picture of what God had shown them. And as the children's pastor, I got to sort through and see, and yeah, some things were a bit random and needed some filtering. Um, but often there was a very strong theme um, over that child's life and lots of people who didn't know the child or family and didn't know each other and hadn't seen what each other had written um, were able to write down very encouraging and helpful things over that child. So that might be an option where you are, or it might be something that you could do in advance. Um, in, in Helen Goldenberg's book, Jesus, My Baby and You, she talks about maybe even doing that as part of a, a baby shower, like having a prayer shower instead, where people pray over the baby and uh, catch for it. Okay, so we've had the question, what do the Parenting for Faith key tools look like when I have a nine-month-old? So I just want to talk a little bit about what it looks like um, using some of those tools with a nine-month-old. Um, and there's five different tools in the Parenting for Faith um, tools. Um, two of them may be less relevant to really little ones. Um, unwinding uh, wrong views, obviously they don't necessarily have any views yet but you can start thinking about um how are you going to describe god to them what stories will you tell them how will you tell them um, and surfing the waves is about um looking at what they're interested in and little ones are interested in different things all the time so you can do this um but it's much more short term i guess um, and I just really want to focus on the other three. So um, creating windows. Um, it's, there's loads of opportunities, really, just to create windows into what your life with God looks like. I think when we have a really little one, it's tempting to be like, right, they're asleep, so now I get to spend time with God. But actually, sometimes doing those things when they're awake, maybe when they're settled, you can sit with your Bible and spend some time with God um, if you're not sleeping, <laughs> exhausted. 
Um, or even when they're not actually just um, being open with God, talking to God about how you're feeling um, when they're really upset, uh, putting on worship music and worshipping. It's basically processing life with God out loud so that your child can see and hear it. And they will take that in even when they're really little. And actually as well, if you make this really normal now, it's going to be much easier later. If you start, it's a really good opportunity having a little one because if you start off by um, speaking to God out loud when they're around, then that's just going to be normal for them and it, it will become normal for you much easier than when they're older. So there's lots of opportunities to create windows. Um, the second kind of key tool is framing. Um, and that's something we do naturally in our normal life anyway, even with really little children. Um, even when we don't think they can understand us, we still do it. We still read them stories, even though we know they probably don't understand the story. And when we are walking with a pushchair, we talk about what we can see, um, even though we know they don't fully understand what we're saying. And it's just about putting God into those situations and saying, do you see what God is doing in this? Do you see what he's he's where he's at work. So maybe when you're looking at animals, you can say, look, there's a fluffy sheep. Isn't it amazing how God made this sheep so fluffy? And so you're making it, it's something that you talk about anyway, but you're including God in the conversation and you're showing how God is in those things. Um, When they're going to bed, night, night, it's okay. God is with you. You're going to be okay. Um, When you're at church, obviously that's a bit up and down at the moment, but um, if you get to go into a church service, looking around the room and saying, look, can you see the people worshipping? I'm pointing out to them. Look what people are doing. Look what God's doing. You can start doing that even from when they're only nine months old. Um, And then the the final one we've not touched on yet is chat and catch. Um, And um, you can start to do that even when they're really little. You can start... um, kind of facilitating them being able to chat to God by chatting on their behalf. Um, you, can, um, tell, you can tell God what they're saying in their first-person voice. So, you know, you say um, with a young baby, you might be saying, oh, yes, I'm zooming the car. You can say, God, look, I love this car. This car is so cool. And so you can be that voice for them when they can't be. Um, and then catching. Do you know what? God can speak baby. He can... He can communicate with our children, our babies, even if we don't know what is he's saying. And it's just being open to that and being open to the fact that God can communicate with them, um, even if we don't understand what he's saying, and giving that space for that and praying into that as well. So hopefully that's given you a few ideas of how you can use the key tools, even with a really little, little baby. sent in a question from a parent who's got a a toddler and a new baby and uh, long story short but basically the toddler is not very keen on the baby there's been a lot of change and uh, he's not very happy about the situation so we just asked Annie Wilmot for her wisdom on how to handle that. Hello firstly well done baby and toddler life is hard and it's tiring and you're doing a great job. I've often found with toddlers that The word should is quite tricky for them. It's easy enough for them to understand that we should put our rubbish in the bin so that we look after the world that God made. But when it comes to we should look after our sibling or we shouldn't hit our sibling, that's really hard when they become so frustrated that they can't 
feel that anymore. I find that my kid just can't think about what he should and shouldn't do when his emotions are overwhelming him. So one of the things we do is we talk feelings a lot. So we talk about what's happening for him, uh, what's his heart feeling. So if he's, if I can see that he's angry or frustrated, I will ask him what he's feeling and ask him to describe it. I might then say, it, it looks like you're feeling angry. And what I do when I'm angry is I like to chat to God or shout into my pillow or sometimes I hit my pillow because it's okay to hit my pillow but it's not okay to hit somebody else or um, if they're feeling sad I'll say um, when I'm sad I like to cuddle a teddy or whatever else it is you like to do something that you actually do so that they can see you modeling how you process that emotion so equipping them to to have an outlet for those those overwhelming feelings Another thing that um, we've tried is to talk about family values. So rather than keeping it all very specific to that sibling relationship, talk about how, as a family, we're kind, we love each other, or whatever else it is that you want your family values to be, and invite your kid in to help think about what those are going to be and what you want them to look like, and talk about those when the good things are happening when they're being kind and say that's great that's what we do as a family um and I think with all those things actually talking about the feelings and the values it's really important that you do it all the time so that it's not just in those moments where it's fraught and the tension is happening but so that your toddler is getting used to doing feelings all of the time and starting to understand them better and be able to process them better um because I think being able to equip a toddler to to process that they're feeling angry because it's okay for them to feel angry and know how to deal with it is just an amazing skill that we can give to them. Um, another thing that, that I've seen really transform my toddler, actually, is to talk about how their sibling feels. So we talk about, look how happy that made your brother that you did that for him and really get them to see what impact their actions have and just repeat that with the positives over and over again. Now we always like to end our podcast with a question to ask your kid to start an interesting conversation. I appreciate if you're listening to this and you just have a bump or a baby, uh, you might want to ask someone else, maybe ask your partner or a friend if you don't have an older child to ask it to. Uh, But the question is this, What is your favourite thing about how God designed babies? Have an interesting conversation and uh, we look forward to being with you again next week. Bye. Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course to get in touch or to find out about training and events near you.